So I think I've been here long enough to realize if it is spring, it must be art season in Peoria. Hallelujah. If it is spring, it must be the beginning of all the art festivals, the art encounters, the art creating and showing and celebrating and so on. There's so much in the schedule that it is hard to make it all. One can't possibly, but boy, one can try. And there is joy and fun in the effort. If it is spring, it must also be the moment when we're entering kind of pride season, specifically lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, and asexual plus affirming in the, the most notable months of May and June and July in particular. I'll offer that in Texas, pride goes all the way to September and October because that's when it's cool enough to have a march. And they do. And it's good. What I so appreciate, of the many things I appreciate about pride, is how it is a sign of the endurance of the human spirit, of the endurance of imagination as a way to survive. How, with pride, there is an abundance of humor and art and color and defiance in the face of denial and erasure. And how that spirit of imagination and perseverance shows up in every person who comes to a pride event or the Trans Day of Visibility we had on May 5th or the Rally for Democracy that also included a lot of our uh, pride range downtown on Friday. More recently, in our society, our vocabulary has been growing. Boy, it's been growing in these areas for some time, hasn't it? But it's really been growing in our understanding of drag and celebrating that presence and that power. I want to offer a note from uh, RuPaul, the queen of drag, as we have been hearing uh, in his show, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race in particular. What is drag? is from the write-up for his masterclass. Drag is a gender-bending art form in which a person dresses in clothing and makeup meant to exaggerate a specific gender identity, usually, but not always, of the opposite sex. And while drag's main purpose has been for performance and entertainment, it is also used as a celebration, self-expression, of LGBTQ plus pride, and a typical drag show will include lip syncing or dance, and performers often have elaborate clothing and hair and makeup. But I'll say drag is not simply for the show, it is also for coming into our communities in so many ways. This congregation back in January hosted a drag story hour, for in fact, which was lovely and went very well. And we all had a chance to enjoy being in that moment of sharing stories, people of all ages. And I want to offer this note about drag because of how it's one of the many ways its presence 
invites us into creativity, how this understanding of drag, of kind of coming into uh, a persona in full, uh, in full dress with music and dance possibly in so many ways, how that can be so expansive. It allows us to play. This is not simply for a specific uh, group of folks, one identity or another, but this can be for everybody. This understanding of drag allows us to play and discover, define and redefine ourselves, to love ourselves, to cheer for others who are engaged with it. That's why the audience loves a good show. We acknowledge beauty in its many forms. As I've been hearing more recently, drag is love. I want to take a moment as we're talking about um, LGBTQIA plus concerns fairly frequently this spring because of the current efforts to deny and erase people from existence. Make no mistake, that's what's trying to be done. And I recognize that learning about language and identity and orientation, there is a lot to learn and it keeps changing and evolving. So before I go any further as we're going here, I want to invite us, if you have questions, if you're not sure how to make sense of this, if it's just too complicated and so on, by all means, it's entirely fine to have the conversation about that. Come and find me or Jesse or Regina we're happy to be with you in this moment. And we're talking about this in a number of different ways as a congregation because this is a congregation with power and privilege and should be one of the bodies that really shows up and say, says something for human rights in this moment. Because this is a congregation that is committed to being welcoming. So we must keep showing up as allies, as partners, boy, hopefully as accomplices, and because we also are diverse within this community. This is us as well. So I just wanted to recognize how often we're talking about these issues uh, and needs and concerns in the spring, and it's because this is where our conversation is in our society, and this is a body that has to show up. One of the ways that helps us, kind of refreshes and expands our minds and hearts is in fact to be creative. This understanding of pride and all of the art that is surrounding us, it reminds us how we are called to creativity. And one of the best ways to get through and more than survive in this life our theme of creativity at its core, a couple of definitions include uh, just simply to make, as we heard the blessings, the blessed are the makers, um, to bring forth in all the different ways we as humans might bring forth um, an idea, a project, a task. It's also, creativity also means to arise, to be born, to increase, and to grow. All of this is the antithesis of destruction. Things will need to fall apart or be deconstructed to make, to make new things. This is true, but it is creativity at its heart is the opposite of 
destruction. And I want to offer this theme as a reminder of our power now. We're at this end of our congregation's usual year, and we are in the moment of kind of finishing an arc of the work, growing as a people, as a congregation, and preparing for what is to come. You know, in September, we started with belonging. In October, we were with courage. In November was change. December was wonder. In January, finding our center. In February was love. And in March, vulnerability. April was resistance. And this month is creativity. And we'll finish the year of June uh, with delight. So we have been working with and working up to being our more creative and expansive selves, even in the midst of all the complications and the seasons and the challenges of our lives. One of the greatest challenges we have is, is kind of our own mentality, our own regard um, that has often been imposed upon us from other sources. Sometimes it's nature, sometimes it's nurture. One of the stories I remember best from Robert Fulgham, uh, Unitarian Universalist minister, author of All I Ever Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, among other works. One of his stories that really sticks out for me is when he talks about how um, when you ask a class of five-year-olds um, to respond to questions about, uh, about art, um, who here can draw? Yes, yes, I can, yes. Who here can dance? Yes, I can dance. And who can sing? Yes, 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 I can sing. Can I show you now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the class, right? That's the whole class. And then he points out, when we ask the same questions of students in about maybe 10 years or so later, or adults, who can sing? Who can draw? Who can dance? There's this collective awkwardness, a little shuffling, a little deferral, a little denial. Well, you know, I just do it for myself. Yeah, maybe sometimes. No, no, I can't draw. Mm -mm, no, no. That somehow along the way, that art and dance and drawing are somehow has been has been set aside and reserved for people with training and skill, dedication to this, that it's no longer for everyone. Whatever we have absorbed, I will offer that the creative impulse remains within us. So much of adult life is finding ways to get past the limits of what we have taken in and what we have self-imposed upon ourselves. One of our great articulators of the power of creativity, the power of art, is one of our ancestors, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He was a 19th century transcendentalist minister, and he was calling people into a creative, expansive spirit. He was ultimately concerned that we, we as human beings can full, have full access to all of existence. He reminded us again and again of this larger truth. 
So in his essay on art, he speaks of the purpose of art. He says, because the soul is progressive, it never quite repeats itself, but in every act attempts the production of a new and fairer whole. This work, this appears in works both of the useful and the fine arts. If we employ the popular distinction of works according to their aim, either at use or beauty, thus in our fine arts, not imitation, but creation is the aim. Not imitation, but creation. He goes on, what is that abridgment and selection we observe in all spiritual activity, but itself the creative impulse? Simply gathering in this moment like we are in this time is part of our expression of the creative impulse. Emerson goes on to talk about how art in any form is a continuous effort of creation connected to life in a way that matters. And it's beyond any particular work, whether practical or fine. He offers that the point is not the object or the result, the finished piece, but the effort and the vision, the process. Process of continually striving as mortal beings we are to respond and connect, to follow our intuition and develop our perception. He goes on to say, Art has not yet come into its maturity if it does not, uh, if it does not put itself abreast with the most potent influences in the world, if it is not practical and moral if it does not stand in connection with the conscience, if it does not make the poor and uncultivated feel that it addresses them with a voice of lofty cheer, there is higher work for art than the arts. There is higher work and it needs to speak to everybody in all of our conditions. Everybody. Emerson includes science and engineering, and all creative endeavors, he says. When science is learned in love and its powers are wielded by love, they will appear the supplements and continuations of the material creation. So it's, it was not excluding any forms. It's science, it's engineering, it's all of them. Everything that we are offering into the world and to do so with heart and with intent and with striving and the continual work and process of it. He says, in nature, all is useful, all is beautiful. Emerson is driving us to the fullness of our possibility of being connected with existence, of being connected with life. He was critical of how... Um, um, kind of practical arts, for example, or even any kind of art, how often he felt he saw people simply trying to go about it in a mechanical kind of way and not really engaged in feeling. And what he's offering and calling us to is lofty and in some moments, I will say, kind of impossible beyond his demands and expectations. Like, I don't know if I could live with him, but I want to listen to him, right? Whew. 
The transcendentalists really wanted to rise above this way, life in a way that could, well, one of the critiques is they could almost rise above life in a way that disconnected from reality, to be honest. However, however, there is so much that is potent in that challenge to kind of get over ourselves, in essence, and to call us to more beyond ourselves, to call us to our aspirations and our answers when we answer the question of why, when life calls. There is more love and more joy and more justice out there and in here. In his piece from the Oversoul, Almerson says, within us is the soul of the whole, the wise silence, the universal beauty to which every part and particle is equally related, the eternal one. When it breaks through our intellect, it is genius. When it breathes through our will, it is virtue. And when it flows through our affection, it is love. He's not only talking about art, right? He's talking about the essence and the power that is all around us, that is we are a part of. Our existential challenge has been always been as human beings that we are deeply connected with this web of existence and we recognize how little control we have over it and it's really frustrating. But we are in it and we keep striving and keep being part of that creation. The work of creativity is our response to life in all of its seasons to come from and to be reminded of and aspire to expression and relation, being in relationship with this power. It is to keep going. It is to offer effort and that knowing that the effort itself matters, that it has an impact, especially when we feel inadequate and not worthy. My colleague David Breeden says, a work of art is a chance to rework the wounds of time, of self. A work of art is a shot at getting to a true image, a right symbol, a just world even. At the frayed edges, artists swirl, loving, intricate spirits searching. Every work is a shot at getting it right meaning the world just true, at least in the eclectic swirl of the artist's mind. So when we sorrow, when we know death and pain and abuse and injustice, that we can aim for the effort of being creative, of, being, of trying to create our world again, and that it is worth trying. It is worth the effort and the striving and the hope. It is an opportunity to say yes, to co-create, to make a mess. I think this is part of the grace that is offered and informs art forms such as drag. We can keep trying and imagining and exploring and sharing that and then going back to the drawing board again. Because creation, this bringing forth, is not a one-time act. It is that we might 
survive for one, that we might continue in our existence, but two, that we might more than survive, that we might live and remember that we are part of such abundance and such beauty. As human beings, we persist. We can't help ourselves. We keep finding creative ways and creative solutions with whatever life throws at us. So let us go forth in this reminder of the deep power, as Emerson calls it, what nourishes us in the most trying of times as well as in the most wonderful of times. Out of love, we keep up with this effort. Out of love, we endure. Out of love, we keep showing up. Out of love, we keep creating. So let us go forth and continue with this great project that we know of as life, that we might discover it more fully and help our neighbors and our friends also be part of that effort as well, because we are all deeply, deeply interconnected. Let us go forth and continue in that spirit. Amen.